introduce us um okay if, if you need no introduction because this is your return <laughs> episode your Love debut it. if you will <laughs> is that what debut yeah. means no I think debut is the first one babe <laughs> <laughs> this your is my comeback debut. tour that's right that's what's right what's the second I'm one so hang excited. on I need to... what's the second one um mm... Not my it's my it. sequel it's my sequel, reappearance babe. that's what I'm my thinking. sequel episode yeah <laughs> it's volume two volume two Tasha and Tessa volume two I'm very very excited to have Tash back on the podcast she needs no introduction I know that um I got some really really beautiful messages from everyone after our first podcast episode I I think we usually go there on this podcast anyway in terms of like going to layers, but I really loved that we really went there with some of the deep things that we spoke about and some of the confronting things about moving countries and figuring out who you are in your 30s and all of these different things. So it was really, really beautiful to have that as our first podcast episode um, and our second one is going to be a different one. So firstly, welcome, babe. Welcome to the potty. Thanks, darling. I think it's so funny. I feel like the first time we like spoke to each other as if we'd been friends for like a year and now this time we're like, oh, we've been friends for like 20 years at this point. <laughs> it's like literally our second time ever. And I'm like, anyway, I've been standing in my kitchen eating a bowl of cheese. It's like my <laughs> first thing I say to you. I love it. I love your energy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. It's been a day. It, well, it, it's starting to be a day for me and it's been a day for Tash because she, how many hours are you behind? Is it about 16? So right now it is um, 20 to 7 at night for at me. Night on a Wednesday night and I'm recording it. Yeah. Um, 20 to 11 a.m. on a Thursday so it's a pretty gnarly time difference it's brutal but yeah so I'm I'm sort of seeing ahead and um it it is it's brutal out here boo what we're gonna do today I don't know if you guys have heard of it but I'm just getting back into the swing of um podcasting again in general because there has been such a break with we opened up Um, a few different practices and closed all of these chapters and all these different things happened and in the name of not um, burning out entirely I just shut um, I put a pause on a few things so when we were talking about um, coming back on this potty I've recorded a few since coming back um, and yet to release them but when we spoke about it I was like how nice would it be to just have conversation about the things that we care about and yeah there's this um game called where I don't know if you would call it a game I think you would call it like a little explorative journey probably if you're gonna Mm. think about it um called Mm. we're not really strangers which I'm sure some of you guys have heard and if you haven't heard about it it's worth having a squiz um at it on Instagram because the quotes that they post are just beautiful anyway but what it is is there's like it's a deck of cards, so to speak. The first level is about perception, how you would perceive someone. Level two is connection. 
and level three is reflection, which all of them are really, really beautiful questions. Um, I think connections are pretty, pretty good level for us to be at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Reflections pretty, I looked at some of them and it was like, what's the most physical pain? You, uh, what's the most pain you've ever been in oh. physical? And I was like, oh, <sighs> it's a Thursday. <laughs> oh babe yeah that that's not that is not you know that's that can be like our sixth podcast we can get there with those ones I think so yeah and you and yeah. I little we there's there's many other eps to come as well totally yeah we've got totally. many other things to um to discuss which makes me so excited we have so much right <laughs> so many different- so much to talk about so yeah. much gay, so much gayness to discuss. So I'm much so excited. Me too. Did you like my little my download that came to me that I was just like, babe, we're doing this, this, and this. One hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like even as were you thinking like as you said that? So just so you, I won't say the idea, but it was a download about like just all gay things. And mm-hmm. when I read it I like my brain just like started oh my god and then there's this and then when I was younger there right. was, and you know I see people doing this there's so many different facets to queerness that I mean maybe we just from talking about it but I feel like a lot of people do, that. do you know what I thought when I sent you that idea like spoiler alert maybe it's a little something to do with a certain show called the L word <laughs> I was like I was like, I would listen to this podcast. Like if that was, if these were the topics discussed, I would totally listen to it because yeah. Anyway, we give too much away, but I'm very excited to do that one with you. We have no poker face. I know. I just want to tell them all right now. We're not going to. Shush. Back to business. Back to business. So what I've done as we've been like talking astrology and just like our life paths and everything as we've been chatting and I'm setting up for the podcast, I've been sorting the card deck into um, some really beautiful questions. So what I'm going to do, I've got about 50 different questions here that I'm going to shuffle and Hash and I, um, if you're happy to, babe, I'll, um, we can also swap around as well with who answers first, but I'll uh, mm-hmm. ask a question of you. If there's any that are sure. too big also, I'm looking through them. All of them are pretty like trauma sensitive. Well, very trauma sensitive. So, but if there's any way you're like, not today, Satan, we'll just. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that um, out you've just offered me. I'm sure I won't need it, but it's still appreciated. Yeah, you're welcome, honey. Um, so yeah, if you if you ever, I mean, this is not sponsored. They should fully get commission from me. <laughs> We're not really strangers, but um, you definitely need to have a a squeeze of it because it's really beautiful. If you're just having a glass of wine or a coffee or um a sparkling water with a friend or a date or um a family member, there are some really beautiful questions um invoking depth and connection and um understanding and reflection. So um yeah that's like my little spiel for a game that we're not sponsored by or anything whatsoever. Um mm-hmm. are you happy for me to dive in? I've got the first question. Totally. I I have actually been I've I've followed them on Instagram for so long. Like I'm talking like 10 years and wow. like I've never played it. So I'm really excited. It's my first time. 
All right. Are you ready to dive straight in? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is how can you become a better person? Oh my God. That's such a long list though. <laughs> like in the most, in the most like compassionate way towards myself, there's a long list. Mm. Um, I think I can become a better person by, oh, there really is a list. Okay. I'm going to tell you a few things and then I'll see what I want to dive into. I think, um, learning to, learning to be in conflict in a way where I'm able to hear what the other person's saying instead of the narrative or story that I may be telling myself I think that I could be um less reactive um I think it's probably I could be a better person if I worked on my uh my reactivity when my inner critic gets loud and also my um issues around perfectionism I think that's been like a big theme for me lately in that I really have clocked that I am very um critical of myself Mm. in terms of learning because I just want to be good straight away I just want to be right straight away I just want to like get it straight away and that can lead to me being very critical of myself um which then means that I can be critical of others because I'm being critical of myself. So I think if I can extend more compassion towards myself, then I'll be able to hold even more compassion for people. Mm. I think I could be a better person if I was a little bit more patient. I think patience and like slowing down and being present in the journey, like there really is so many things. I feel like I went on on so many tangents there, but I loved all of them. I want to dive into all of them. Well, so I mean, cool. the the um the perfectionism voice. Have you heard it recently with trying new things? All of these new chapters in your life. Yeah, totally. I um I had an experience. Um, recently because obviously I'm studying life coaching and we're at the halfway through mark and what was happening was all the exercises that we were doing um, all the work I was finding really easy and it was coming to me really intuitively and I was feeling really like oh I've like I've like got this like I can do it it's feeling so good that was half of me feeling like that and the other half was like when is the other shoe going to drop because yeah. when it does, it's going to be bad because you've really been feeling like really like you've got a grip on everything. So I was like just waiting to not fail, but like I was waiting to make a mistake. I was like, when is this mistake coming? Because I'm like trying to mentally prepare for it. And then at the same time, you don't want to dress rehearse for tragedy, right? So it's kind of like just enjoy like kind of being good. Yes, it can be so natural to try to subconsciously prepare for the worst, even when we know we shouldn't. Um, I think so many of us are, um, what's it called? Foreboding joy, I think it might be, because if we feel too good, too happy, when's the other shoe going to drop? 
so the thing is it's like it's even it's even a little bit different to that because I actually like the way I move through life I should probably worry about what could go wrong more because I'm always like I'm optimistic to the point of like silliness sometimes where it's great because my wife is really like in the opposite direction so we can really balance each other where she's like "Mm, have you thought about that could potentially happen and I'm like oh my god I probably should think about that potentially happening I'm always like everything's gonna be great everything's gonna be fine but the thing with this was I was very aware that the learning was going to come from the mistakes Mm. So that's why I was waiting for it. And I was waiting for it as well in a way of, I know that I'm hard on myself. So I was getting anxious about how I was going to react. So when we did, when I did session one of coaching with my buddy, I was like having a day and I started getting panicked and I started thinking, this is going to go wrong. This is going to go wrong. This And I was thinking, oh my God, it really is going to happen. And then I did it with her and everything that I thought would go wrong went wrong. And I was like, I couldn't pull myself out of like the fact that I'd done so well and then I'd done poorly. Like my black and white thinking was just switched on and I was like feeling so bad about myself. And so I shared about it in the Facebook group um, because anytime anything goes wrong for me, I always want to share it with people who are, because I think maybe they're struggling and that would make them feel less alone. So that's why I try and do it. Um, easier for me to share things like that than to celebrate myself, I think, because I think there's, yeah, I'm very comfortable being vulnerable about the struggles that I'm going through, but then going like sharing about the, the good things I'm like, feel a bit harder I think but anyway one of the founder of beautiful you she wrote this comment back to my comment and she was so she just challenged everything I said she was like "Mm, I I don't know if there's much reality in what you're talking about here Natasha she didn't say that exactly right but that was the overarching thing I was like Julie's calling me out she's like really challenging the way I was feeling and asking me to find evidence in why I thought I'd done a bad job. I'd collected all the goals and I'd submitted them and they'd been approved. So where was the bad job that I was telling myself that I'd done, right? And it's probably one of the first times in my life that someone in a position that I really respect because she's the founder of the course Mm -hmm. had challenged me in this way that forced me to shift my mindset and go, what am I doing? I'm catastrophizing. I'm like, you know, turning, making a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. Mm. And so it was really powerful. Mm. So my, my perfectionism is flaring right now doing this course, but it's being called out, which is amazing. Yes. And it's really, it's probably quite special. I mean, I, I resonate um, with that because of, um, because of doing my, post-grad in art therapy I just um hear similarities between these close coaching courses and the course that we went through um for learning how to 
inquire gently, how to hold space, how to ask the right questions, how to never assume all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're in a, actually a safe container to be challenged. So the way that you receive that challenge is so different to, to if your friend was like, Mm, I call bullshit, babe. You'd be like, fuck off. Like, totally. I feel invalidated. Yes. Yeah. Whether she probably validate, like, I hear you. However, can I challenge you to be, yeah, to look at it this way or something of the sort? Yeah. Mm. It was funny because my coaching buddy, um, who I'm paired with, we get along really well. And I knew when I read Julie's comment to me, I knew that she was going to. I was going to maybe get a little message from Sheila being like, she she was pretty heavy handed in that response to you because she cares about me, right? She knows I'm a a cancer, like, you know, cancer, Pisces cancer. I'm just a puddle. Um, And I, it was really kind of magic to be able to write back to her and be like, it was the right thing to do. She held me accountable to my higher self instead of pandering to me and being like, oh, you'll do better next time. It's okay. Which I got a lot of that support. And that was really lovely from lots of other members of the course. And that was beautiful. But the one that made the impact was that real challenging questions, which, mm-hmm. yeah, I it was just, it was amazing. It's a beautiful amazing. reminder too that sometimes the tough words are needed in the right, in the right context with the right sort of, um, psychological safety present that, yeah, the firm, mm, I'm going to call you on it. Like it's time for some reflection Mm. or something like that. The little things that you said, I was like, oof, I resonate with that so much, especially the way our relationship to self infiltrates our relationship to other people. There is almost Mm. always something that we can a, a way that we can meet ourselves better in order to be Always. better for other people. Always. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Can I ask you a question now? Is it my turn? Yeah. Um, Yay. You want me to just like hold up a certain one and you can choose? Will you be able to read it on your end? I know this is like not, we, we're not really strangers protocol, but is we it? actually, we we got asked this beautiful question on a call last night and I would actually really love to ask it to you if that's okay. Oh, yes, I would love it's to. just my own personal one. Okay, so the question is, how is your heart? Uh, <laughs> um, I am only meeting my heart again now. I've had... And I'm I'm going to talk to this a bit because this is what I support so many of my um, clients to do is how to come back to your heart um, and how to come mm-hmm. out of autopilot, how to come out of um, survival mode. Obviously, survival mode is just a term because I have all my physical um, needs met and safety needs met. But that survival mode where we talk about being in fight or flight constantly, um, even when there's mm-hmm. no physical threat, Things have just been like for three months, I've known that I needed to, I I think I've told you I moved from a country town Geelong into the heart of Melbourne um, and it has been everything and more, like everything that I needed. And I'd built this entire life in Geelong, like this clinical practice. So I had to shut everything down. Actually, I did it. I took my time. I let it be integrated because I can be. (laughs) 
impulsive, mm-hmm. but I just started feeling these like um, pulls towards doing certain things. I was being shown certain signs, having like reoccurring issues, um, all of these certain things. And I was saying to my, she's like my partner in crime, Coco, who um, who works with me as well. I was like, I just think the chapter's ended. I think it's ended. I think that my Melbourne life is fulfilling so many parts of my cup. And so it got to the point where our lease was ending in Geelong. And I was like, all right, we're going to close this. And then at the same time, um, there were just so many moving pieces. I moved house in Melbourne from north side to south side. I'm now selling my house in Geelong as well. All of these things closing, like literally in the space of a month, babe. And I like, I do like it that way. I like to feel it, act on it and go, like get the energy moving, mm-hmm. clear it out, cut it out. But the um, the physical and spiritual, emotional toll it can take on me is pretty wild. Um, and I think as a whole, it sounds like quote unquote big, but it's the nitty, nitty gritties, the getting up earlier, going to bed really late, so much technology, mm-hmm so much self-regulation needed to not lose your shit at the people in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. So much like boundary setting. I found the amount that I was challenged. I promise I will circle back to the original reason. Okay. I'm following. (laughs) So so much um, being challenged. Why I'm not readily available for others all of the time. Why my responses are later. Why I'm not, um, you know, doing all of these certain things and, it was just, it strung me out so much that I was so numb. And so, I mean, all of the things that you and I have spoken about before, my eating, like body image stuff, resurfaced, um, mm-hmm. perfectionism, becoming more obsessive with with different things, like um, not social obsessiveness, like like this color. I don't, I don't think I've told you, I have to hide this, this we're not really strangers box because red it just don't like it no it really um triggers me and I the more strung out I get yeah it's a whole thing like I really relate to that really yeah well it's also like we've got different thresholds for our sensory um input absolutely yes and I can see neutrals around you at the moment too like I like to keep my space very neutral very low stimulation um Mm -hmm. And so there were all of these different things feeling like my, like no short-term memory. And there's definitely some um, some traits of ADHD in there as well, which the, mm-hmm. more, the more I feed into it, the more heightened everything becomes, which I love as an Aquarian sun and moon. Mm-hmm. I, it does begin to unravel me. So, I yeah, I did get to the point where I was feeling really numb. Um, I couldn't feel my heart. And um, now that that, has finished I know that I need to do some slowing down some breathing some some letting go some processing to actually come back into my heart so I will be really excited to actually be able to tell you but at the moment I think my heart feels I'm picturing like this little like ball that's wrapped up in so much cotton wool <laughs> just mm-hmm. to get through mm-hmm. um, that's how it is at the moment that was a very long-winded way of answering that but um 
No, I've been wondering so many of the things and you just answered them because I've been wondering since we last spoke what's been happening. I've been watching on Instagram all that. You went through so much. It was it was in a short space of time. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Was, it was really big. And then my I came to this conclusion, the only thing that I needed from people, um, or maybe not. I have a lot of trouble accepting help, but a big part that really helped was when I just knew that they would be there for me at the end of it. Cause I couldn't, I don't know if you ever go through this, you know, you can't provide what you usually could, but I just had this feeling like if you just wait, if you just hang on, mm-hmm. I will come out of it and I will be a better mm-hmm. communicator and things like that. And, and my good mates, of course, and your good mates, they do. They're mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, it's mm-hmm. not even a second thought, babe, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm here if you need. Um, but it did mm-hmm. it like, honestly, not being readily available for some people who I barely knew really, really triggered some people. They and they panicked. Like, they panicked that what's the go? Like you still haven't responded, you know, in four hours or something. And I'd be like, Oof, mama, that's not how I do relating or connection. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to be present when I'm, you know, having interactions, it probably surfaced about four times in two weeks. It was wild. And I was like to a good mate, something's going on. There's something being triggered and whether we're all strung out because financially something's going on. Mm. Something. In- it sounds like the emotionally. It sounds like um, these people had created an expectation of mm. you that they hadn't communicated to you mm. basing it purely off maybe what your communication was like for a little while but like it's mm-hmm. crazy how people think like how people can feel that you owe them a certain thing and I do understand like I understand not falling off the face of the earth for a friend but yeah, there's there's lots of nuance to that to this yes. topic actually. And uh, sorry, I'm I'm done. I'm still listening to you though. I'm not no, trying to hijack. No, you actually just made me think of. Uh, so I, I I hope you like this analogy, babe. Mm. You know when you are stuck, <laughs> you possibly don't know from experience. And if you have, and we haven't talked about it, then that would be an early story. When you're stuck in the snow, and you get frostbite, your blood all goes to um you protect your most important organs that's how I feel about stress and um and having so much on your plate you know you're humans your rider dies you protect that to the end of the earth but the extremities the ones who you've maybe met a couple of times who you haven't built that trust with it just falls to the side of course yeah of you're course. only you're one person yeah. you have a limited energy resource that you can give out Keep a little bit for yourself, which you probably don't keep enough for yourself, um, but maybe you're learning. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. yeah. You're getting there. Yeah. I see I- the progress even in, like, I think when we touched on these, like, issues slightly when we had our first call, and I know you were really feeling as if you had um, been very responsible and done a lot of what you thought you should do and had, like, success in those areas, but you weren't feeling like you were having much joy or fun yeah. and I do feel like you've moved towards that yeah you've got such a good memory that's such a good point babe I was it really in my... stood out yeah well that's so lovely I think um 
It's been a while since I've gotten vulnerable on the podcast too, because I've just been doing predominantly interviews. So thank you for asking me a question that prompts vulnerability. I really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, it definitely had, I think that's a whole other thing. There's actually a question in here that I was like, I can't wait to hear our answers to this. Um, There is so much that as I'm coming into my 30s, I have let go of because I'm like, I think I did that out of ego. And, you know, not, yes. not I obviously have, I'm just like this hippie who runs an art therapy, not just, but <laughs> I'm not this big, not just, hungry, not just, not hungry, you know, corporate suit, but there is still sneaky ways that in, and I think we're developing an identity in our early twenties coming out of mm-hmm. being like teenagers, all of these things, we do these things because we think we should, or, um, we've, identified that it might support our belonging or our like happiness mm-hmm. or all these other things but you get to a point where you're like I don't fucking like this yeah so, who yeah. am I living for who am I living for totally mm-hmm. yeah so I, I when I know how my heart is I've had little moments yeah. too where I have had little um I've had little tears my friend told me a beautiful story about her mum and I was like Oh stop! And it, you know, made me tear up. And I've, I'm coming back. I can feel it, which is, mm. it's nice, isn't it? I think you get to a certain point where you're like, it's really nice. I'm not numb. Yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you're. You're. Yeah, I love that. I actually really love that analogy that it was wrapped up, but it will, it will unfurl. It will get yeah. there. Totally. And yeah. at some point, it won't need the cotton wool around it. Absolutely, it will feel more safe. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for asking, babe. Thank you for sharing. That was so lovely. I would love listening to that. Oh, my God. There's so many good questions. All right. I've got one I want to ask first and then one second. Is there a feeling that you miss? Yeah, I, I miss. I miss that feeling of space that you have when you're a teenager and you just don't have the responsibilities you just don't you have this like just this it feels like an endless day right nothing is serious everything is just so frivolous and silly and fun and everything you do is like to sort of like feel happy and alive and connected and everything feels new you're having all those new experiences you know I just I do think that I can sometimes get nostalgic for that feeling of just freedom Mm. and also um naivety Mm. because you, you, you think you're immortal when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. You're so dumb. You're so stupid and you just know nothing and it's just so fun. It's funny, yeah. you know. Yeah. The days are longer too, don't you find? They're not so jam-packed. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. adult is being like, next week I'll have more time. Next week I'll have more time. And then unless I we feel like that. that time, it just doesn't happen. Yes. That's exactly right. So I guess, yeah, I think that's it for me. Can I can I ask you that question also? Yeah, of course. I want to say that I miss the naivety of 
thinking that I can do anything, <laughs> but in saying that, um, in saying that, I think that learning has shown me so much groundedness. So I don't think that's actually it. I think a feeling that I crave, but then this has layers. I think I miss that feeling of things being so rich, like you're so in the moment, but then I don't know if that's just a layer of nostalgia that I put on things, but I do remember I was telling a friend about it last night, actually, I finished a year, had all my tasks finished for the whole year. I was living in this, like the most divine house, had gotten over a breakup for the year and was heading home for the summer. And I wrote a little journal entry because there was this little rainbow from a sun reflection on the wall. And I was like, you should write this moment down. And I wrote it all down. I'd just been like dancing with myself. I haven't danced on my own in so long to, um, Dancing with Your Ghost by Sasha Sloan, which is just this like beautiful, like slow dance song. And it was just such a visceral experience of contentment. And I think those feelings I miss, I'm very in my life, which is cool. It's very exciting and there's so much happening, but how nice is that feeling? You know, that scene in, um, in um oh, what's it called with Julia Epre Love and she makes that little meal of food on the floor with the asparagus the eggs and she um I forget what the Italian word is for it but I think it's like the pleasure in small things or something um is it like the beauty I haven't I haven't actually seen that movie but is I know the scene and is it like the beauty in doing nothing at all or something like yeah. that it's something like that right yeah. Exactly. Well mm. done, Tash. For having not seen it, that's an amazing memory. <laughs> that that is what it is, the beauty in doing nothing. And um I think that's something that doesn't happen often in this like big world anymore. The you know, where you really receive it. Yeah. I know that feeling and it, it was it was kind of, that was kind of magic to listen to you say that because I have had a feeling, a very similar feeling. I can't, I can't now remember exactly what was happening, but I remember I thought you should write this down because this is a really like one of those moments where you're so dropped in yeah, and you're so present and that contentment of just like everything is really good. I know that feeling. I really hear you. Had that recently? Mm, I think there was. I de- I definitely. It's funny. There was a day recently. There was a day when I was in Adelaide. Um, when Stephanie and I went there and got married, and I remember there was a day in Adelaide where I went. Everything in my life is really good right now, and I was like, "Whoa, this is a lovely feeling," and I definitely had one of those days recently where I went oh this is the first time I've had one of those days since that day and I was like everything just felt like cloud nine and uh, it's different I think in a way to what you're describing because what you're describing it's funny I think when I wanted to write it down there was something you said there was like a rainbow on the wall there was something to do with the light or something that had set me off as well just being like wow (laughs) of course (laughs) yeah when you said that I was like oh my god have you? I was like, have you read my diary? Like, have you <laughs> this moment, like, what is happening? 
and it's got to be a special feeling because me listening to you say that and I think it did for you too that lit me up hearing you experience it so it's Mm got to be a pretty special feeling because it's like a secondhand lightness that you feel totally yeah totally yeah so that's the feeling that I um that I miss okay what is Ooh, okay, I like this flavor. This is a completely different flavor. Do you, cool. Yeah. Do you think that, yeah. you, that you have of yourself matches the image people see you as? The image that I have of myself, does it match what other people see me as? Yeah. Um, I am like without fail surprised when people tell me like how they see me. I'm always like, I think when people, like some of the feedback, I'm like, yeah, I see that in myself. But like for some reason, quite consistently, I'm surprised at the people's positive, lovely like feedback of me. I'm like, wow, that's so nice. And that's probably because I can struggle with my inner critic. So then when I get really lovely feedback, um, I'm like, wow, but the flip side of this is that obviously then there's some people that perceive me in a very different way. Mm. Um, I think in my human design, like who I am as a person, I'm meant to be very polarizing for people. And I do find, I was talking about this with my Aquarius friend actually, because she suffers with it as well, that people can meet us and project who they think we are onto us and make um, build these narratives and stories and assumptions and then kind of like treat us as if we are that person, which we're not. Um, But I think, I think the image, no, I, I, yeah, I think that the, I don't think the image that I have matches how other people see me. And I think that that speaks to the fact that I have, I have some work to do around taking up space and standing in my power Mm. that I'm kind of, it's ongoing, right? Yes. Yeah. And I, I believe this also brings up for me that like, you know, you can't feel confident like 100% of the time. So maybe when I am in one of those phases where I am feeling really empowered because I do have them where I'm really like, yeah, I'm like pretty good. I'm okay. Like, cool. I'm doing some cool things. I'm a good friend. I can be charming. I can be interesting. So maybe when I have those feelings and um, people who love me are around me reflect that back, I'm like, yeah, for sure. That's so nice. But not all the time. Yeah. I really like listening to you speak. You know, that means so much to me because in my head I'm going, you're not making sense. You're all over the place. You have like five tabs open. It's the card. It's the card. The image that I'm seeing is so different to what you're perceiving. I love listening to you speak and I find that it invokes so much thought within me. Um. Yeah, isn't that wild that I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, look at her go, and you're like, fuck, is this making sense? <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, my my best friend in Australia, Lucy, we send a lot of voice notes to each other. We really maintain, like, a 
really beautiful, consistent, loving friendship. And I told her off the other day because she's so constantly, I'm so engaged. I'm listening to her. I'm so engaged. I'm like, yes, this is my favorite podcast. It's just Lucy talking for 17 minutes. It's amazing. And she's making perfect sense. I'm following along. And then she'll go, oh, sorry. I know I'm all over the place. It's not making sense. So there's something in that. Why do we do that? Because I've just felt that exact same way that she feels. And I really did tell her off. <laughs> she did it again today. And then she went, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, oh, God, good. She listened to me. But um, it's an insecurity. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it's women, mm. maybe. Mm. Or I think weirdness. We'll do that. Yeah. Mm, I think so, so, so many of us do that. And I think maybe some who don't, it's like, maybe you should. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, and it's usually oh. like straight white males who are like, yes, question yourself a little bit more. <laughs> 100%. Any straight white male that has a podcast, take note. You should be questioning yourself more. <laughs> Listen up. Most, <laughs> most of you are good, but some of you need to just check yourselves um there was something you said before uh can I can I ask what your experience has been of people projecting them uh their version of you onto you because I find that one of the most dismantling I don't know if that's the right word but it really shakes me up when I feel it and I have to come back to grounding myself that like they actually and it's the people who don't know you that are usually projecting onto you right that's right yeah, I mean, you were on maths, right? Like yeah. there would have been at a certain time, I know your life is so, so, so different now, but at a certain time, feeling people's projections of you and being like, you genuinely don't know who I am. We've never even spoken oh, about the fact that you've been on a TV show before. <laughs> it's never crossed my It is. But I, I think it's like the least interesting thing about me probably because it was just disaster hour. But um. <laughs> So I think I think that something that did people did project onto me a lot was that they said that I wasn't gay. That really happened like during that show, and I think that was kind of like I had to laugh at it because I was just like, oh my god, I've been like exclusively with women since I was seventeen. Like it's a long time to be pretending that I'm gay. Like Jesus Christ, yeah. um, and shows how. But- we still have to go if that was a projection that could be made yuck yeah yucky so yucky and then like yes sorry I I brought us away from it when I when I experienced someone being like um you know describing me in a way that I just don't resonate with at all as in not there, oh, my gosh, you're just always happy. Obviously, people are going to think that, and I'm obviously not always happy, but that is what it is. There's different things where it's like people might assume you have ill intent or different things uh-huh. like that. Furious. Oh. I get furious. Yes. Furious, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I really struggle um, with anyone who, yeah, who tells me that I'm feeling a certain way or behaving in a certain way that is not true in my soul and in my heart and how I know myself to be I don't have a good fuse with it at Mm. all me either babe me either I'm still working on that one because I've I've recently heard it this week with people questioning my like 
you know, slow reply time and things and assuming I have ill intent and I start to justify, like, I actually don't need to respond. I'm like, I actually just be, should be so strong in myself and be like, yuck, go away. You know, that is such a human reaction though, to be wanting to tell your side of the story, right? To justify, not even to justify. It's like, this is how I see it. I wish you could see it how I see it. Yeah. Totally. It's so bizarre when someone's perception is so far away from your truth. Right. It's wild. And it's really like, it sort of throws you because you're like, oh God, okay. You see, you see the world like that. Babe, I know we've run over time, but do you have time for one more question? Okay. I have time for one more question. Okay. Let's do it. As I said, I love listening to you speak. So now I'm like, what do I want to ask her? I feel like I'm a <laughs> reader, like putting all the cards down. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> I would love to do a reading for you, like a really basic, simple reading for you one day. Oh, my God, we should do that. That's not interesting. Should we, should we pull a card for you right now? Just keep it really quick and simple. Let's just do it quickly. I'm not <laughs> even asking you. I'm telling you. 100% we should. All right. Let's. See, my love, we're going to cut it one more time. Oh, that's not for you. Okay. So, got the page of cups. I pulled this the other morning, so I actually know exactly what it is, but I'm going to read you out the little thing. Um, It's a beautiful card. Beautiful card. But I need some okay. beautiful energy. Okay, my love. This is about being emotionally free. It's freedom from bonds, new horizons, and self-trust. So here's your card. I'm going to show you it. So it says, a woman sits on the edge of an unknown precipice, looking out into the void. She sits within a triple goddess glyph, filling the role of full moon. This card paints, oh, sorry, points points towards finding autonomy and freedom from an emotionally constrained situation or perspective. We have now found ease with ourselves and feel trust in our own path. We may not know what is coming next, but the elation of freedom is far more potent than any fear we may carry. And then it gives you a little mantra, which is my freedom is the trust I have in myself. Oh, I love that. I resonate with it so deeply too that I'd take the freedom over not knowing what's coming next over the like feeling constricted and being in being stuck. Totally. Yes. 100% I'm like that too. Absolutely. I'm like, give me forward moving motion, please. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, babe. Okay. All You're right. Welcome. Ready for the last one? Last card is what is a dream that you've let go of? Oh, okay. Um, a dream that I have let go of was is being a famous actor. Mm. Um, I have loved acting since I was little. I used to perform like musicals on the Oval for like my parents my friends parents like anyone who would watch me like I literally put on a fur coat and climbed a tree and sang like the entirety of cats like um (laughs) I did I have done acting classes throughout my life I've like done 
uh, sort of explored it in different ways, like performing, doing burlesque. Um, I love performing in general. So um, I tried to get into uh, AC Arts, which is like the um, arts tape in Adelaide. And I got through like the first two rounds and then I didn't get through and that knocked me so hard. And um, that's another way I'd like to be a better person is having a bit more resilience. Mm-hmm. My wife has so much resilience. I'm always like in awe of like their resilience to just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I like, I really felt like I got that knock and I just went, okay. Um, but it's really interesting because so I did some acting lessons before I came over here. I did this course and, you know, it was excellent. Um, but it was really interesting because the instructor was very disenchanted with the um, acting world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my airpods are dying. So I'm going to just switch to the computer. Is that okay? Go for it, babe. Um, so he was really disenchanted, yeah, with the industry. And he was very much like he stopped because his mental health couldn't take the rejection, the constant rejection. And it, so it was really interesting because he did say to me, you do have something and if you want to pursue it, then by all means. But I, he was like, I can't in good faith say you should go and do it because I don't think anyone should go and do it because he was really on his journey of being like, wow, this was really bad for my mental health. That really stuck with me. And then I kind of got to this place where I really started to, I don't believe that any level of fame um, aligns with me. Mm. Even after maths, it didn't feel good to me I didn't behave well with it it didn't like bring me like deep joy or purpose I would like to have a wide reach with my coaching and reach a lot of people and help a lot of people but I don't necessarily need a level of fame attached to that or anything and I I started thinking about all the documentaries on famous people and like I think a lot of celebrities miss like normal life Mm. and it really is like there's such a duality in any kind of fame that you lose a lot to then gain what you gain from it Mm. and also I think my love you know the way I express like my love of performing and being on camera and stuff it sounds silly but every now and then I'll just go and make like an acting TikTok like to a flea bag quote or like a girl's quote or something like that and that really does like make me feel like I'm like huh, I got to do that thing and I am aware that I will need to consistently throughout my life do things where I'm performing or like Um, working towards like doing some kind of performance because it is where I feel very alive but I don't want to be um, a famous actor anymore (laughs) so I have let go of that dream 
I, there's so many, there's lots of different layers to that. And I love that you spoke to them because there's letting go of the dream. And then there's all the different parts to getting to know yourself that like organically let the dream go. Yeah. Like I know that you, um, you were saying you took that hit after not making it to the next round and then you got to know yourself in a deeper level to, to go, Oh, it's not what I wanted anyway. Yeah. Really special. Yeah. You're very authentic Tash. So there's a layer of like, I mean, how would your sun and um, rising go, right? Of like this authenticity and then all of a sudden you need a mask a lot and like keep so much to yourself. And that's the thing, right? Yeah. And even even in roles, I wouldn't want to play something that didn't really resonate with me. So I'm not really the right person because I'm not really a chameleon. Yeah, right, which is what so many actors are. They're so good at jumping in someone else's shoes. Mm. yeah mm. thank yeah. you I really oh want to go to finish yeah. on that just the, like the thought of like because we're always letting something go aren't we and I think so many of us have let dreams go and we're so hard on ourselves for that um yeah yeah thank you I know we've gone so over time but I knew we would I just could yeah, talk I'm like I'm home if it if it honestly like if I if it wasn't late and like if I didn't have stuff that I have to do before I go to bed I would <laughs> stay on here for like, like two hours <laughs> I wish it was like my, t- oh, yeah, that and my yeah. 10 my 10 my 10 step skincare routine that routine. Stephanie's always like I'm going to sleep I'm going to sleep <laughs> literally me like running in like please stay awake um <laughs> no I have like yeah I just have like some admin stuff to do but um yeah, I I would 100% do this again 100. with you. Play more of this. I would do all our other ideas. Like I'm so excited for finishing this course and getting to like really get into some stuff with you and you have the space when I have the space. Like, yes. yeah. I think this space yeah. is clearing at the same time for us. Have the best dinner. Thank you so much for giving up your time. I know you have so much on and I... I left our first conversation feeling so like wholesome and and lovely. And today I feel very much like more in my groove starting my day. So thank you for starting it so right. Of course. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so sorry we had a little bit of a scheduling thing there for a while, but I'm like, I'm just grateful for you holding the space listening to me allowing me to go through those levels of self-exploration because I'll you know I I find out so much about myself and I love hearing about you I'm so happy (laughs) to hear about the journey that you are on and I really see like just beautiful growth and movement from when we first spoke (laughs) goodbye my love I hope you have a beautiful day okay bye